Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm DJ Blacks of Adequest Music. We're broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia on Coffee Radio. Sorry about that. So you can download the app on Apple or Android, or you can listen to us on WKRIS.com. Today we have a special guest in the building. We have Sly Rankin. You guys hear me play his song all the time since it came out. Oi! Yes, I. Yes, I. It's called <laughs> Marijuana Obsession. And he's broadcasting all, he's coming in, patching it all the way from Florida. About West Palm, Miami area? Yes, sir. West Palm Beach. Nice, nice, nice. So we before we get started with the uh, official interview, so how are you guys quarantined out there? Because we see on the news a lot that uh, it's a hotbed in Florida right now. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we kind of open, open the state back mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the cases are rising and stuff, but... um. I think it might be a weaker strain that's going around because I have my mother-in-law uh, got it and my cousin got it and they both said they had no symptoms. Hmm. And I got another cousin who's at home right now waiting to get his results back because mm-hmm. he says he's been having, he was hanging out with my other cousin, and but he still says he, he's only got a little sore throat. So, I mean, hopefully it's a weaker strain that's going around, but, you know, people like me i got small kids so i still try to play it safe you know right right understood but, uh, understood. except the beach i love the beach too much so i still go to the beach they're uh-huh. not gonna stop me from going to the beach so i apart from the beach though i'm just pretty much staying home mm-hmm. you know we only go to get the essential stuff mm-hmm. went to the studio yesterday but you know i, I kind of consider the studio to be essential for me so but yeah no, no clubs. I've been missing the Jamaican clubs. Mm-hmm. That's been hurting me. Mm-hmm. But you know, we just we just stay home and watch. Um, you know, I guess listen to music at home. That's what people been doing. But yeah, I, I do miss the club scene though. I, I miss it a little bit. <laughs> You're just a little or bit. A lot of bit. <laughs> a lot of bit. Or a lot of bit. A lot of bit. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, that's the voice of Sly Rankin. His new single is out right now called Marijuana Obsession. You guys have me played all the time. It's also featuring Jigsy King, one of the uh, iconic uh, dancehall writers out there with his big track back in the day called Gimme the Weed, along, amongst others, Gala Fuss, Gala Fight, and a whole heap of other tunes. But uh, Sly Rankin, welcome to the show. Once again, welcome to the show. We're broadcasting live here from Atlanta, Georgia on WKRIS.com and download the app, Coffee Radio app. So Sly, before we get into the, the hot single and talking about it in detail, let us know where did it start from from you? Where you, where, where you originally from? Uh, 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 what brings you to the music front and, and why to push so hard for Sly Rankin to be a big artist out there? Uh, yeah, I mean, the love of music was with me as long as I can remember, you know, and, you know, a lot of people know that I have a Jamaican connection, and they know they know my Jamaican background, but they don't know that uh, I've only been in the States probably for like about five, six years, so I was in Jamaica going to high school, I went to South Wilmot Boys High School, I went to college out there, South UWI College, and, you know, ever since I left high school, I was in a music group called Youngster Colony, and you know we kind of were kind of pioneered the whole idea of Caribbean and Jamaican hip hop. So that was it was an eclectic group. We had like a mixture of dancehall and hip hop, and you know when I started doing music solo, 
that was in 2009, almost like probably a little bit over 10 years ago when I put out my first solar project. And um, I tried to still keep the whole idea and theme of hip-hop dancer crossover, you know, hip-hop reggae crossover. So that's still pretty much what I've been doing up to this day. But, um, you know, I, I can definitely say that in the most recent releases, We've been putting like more of the dancehall reggae element in there, but it's still a fusion. We still keep some of the hip hop vibes in the production, and we still keep a couple of hip hop bars in there. But uh, yeah, that um, that is uh pretty much how 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 I got started in, in music. Two thousand and nine, shout out Soldier Life Records. You know, majority of the music that I've put out has been with Soldier Life Records, and uh, yeah, so you know we just. Have more singles that we're putting out right now. We're trying to work. We have we have uh, we have a, a goal of two projects that we want to release in the coming years. So working on those. Uh, and yeah, my one obsession is just the, the most recent one, the one that we're pushing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're getting great feedback on the single. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it feels good. So we just kind of you know stay the course, trying to make as much people know about the single as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, shout out Jigsy King, same way for the big feature and the single. Yeah, and no, no, it's, just, it's just it's just good, and it, it start it starts for me with a, just a love of music, you know, a love of arts in general, but you know, a love of music and just knowing it's something that is a lot of fun for me and something that I'll always be doing, you know. So yeah, and yeah. and you were speaking on the hip hop and reggae fusion. Um, um, my family's from Jamaica. I was born in Brooklyn, so I'm definitely understanding the take on hip-hop and reggae and it coming together. Because there was a time where, especially back in the reggae world, say back in the 80s, you barely heard any hip-hop in the clubs. And if, as the 90s took over or came in really strong, you start hearing a hip-hop and a lot of reggae fusions, remixes, et cetera, et cetera. So why is that important to you to bring that element in, being a man from Jamaica? Um, yeah, well, as far as, you know, dancehall reggae was my first. It was my first love. That's what we grew up on. Dancehall in particular, which is like, you know, the more hardcore side of of the reggae music. And then, you know, around about like my early teens when I just got introduced to hip-hop, I don't know, it was just something very different because I, I, I guess when you grow up your whole life hearing one thing, like I really thought that was just what music was, just dancehall and reggae because that's literally all I used to hear growing up and I loved it, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think what happened was that I was um, I was from Spanish town in Jamaica. So when I started going to high school, now I went to high school in Kingston, and you know there was like people there who were listening to more hip hop in Kingston than probably in Spanish town where I was from. So like I kind of got more exposed to the hip hop, and it was just a new music for me. And you know I just kind of developed a love for hip hop as well. I still have a love for hip hop, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, it just it just occurred to me to kind of try and mix the two of them in my music, especially when I started doing like solo tracks. It was just you know I just I love them both. That's that's the honest truth. I love both genres, and you know I just try to mix them. It just comes naturally to mix both of them. I guess it's part of my unique style as well, and that's just pretty much how my music is mm-hmm. going to sound for the foreseeable future. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I might still do a straight hip-hop track here and there, and I might still do like a couple straight dancehall tracks as well, but for the majority of my music, it's going to be a fusion. And 
you know, I, feel, I think the world is opening up to the idea of fusion music as well. Because, you know, we had a we had kind of a Jamaican crossover period in pop music and hip-hop. You know, shout out Drake and Rihanna, songs like One Dance and Work, Work, Work. And, you know, there are a couple of other songs recently that were on top of the billboard. I know Ed Sheeran had one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's not talk too much. I'm on the dance floor, that body on me. So <laughs> the influence is there more, so people understand more where I was coming from. Like, but I, I feel like, you know, it's it's more popular now. The mm-hmm. idea of fusion, especially Afrobeat crossing over across the whole world. So, yeah, I think people can more digest what I have been doing for so long. No, mm-hmm. you know? Well, let's 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 talk about the fusion of reggae music because. Reggae music is pretty is one of the most dominant, if not the probably one of the most dominant musics cross worldwide. I mean, it's almost accepted in every yeah, country. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, I, I always think it's I think it's unique because you know I, I would say it might be one of the world's favorite music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to find somebody who doesn't like that vibe. I think it's just the mood and the vibe of the music. Mm-hmm. But yeah, continue what you were saying. And I didn't mean to cut you off. Bro. No, that's all right. Yeah, so being that reggae music is probably one of the most dominant because of the instrumentals in there and how you could flip it in so many different ways. You could have it from a real moody type emotional swing up to a dancey, groovy swing and everything in between. Um, reggae music is out there and everybody wants to grab and a touch of it. But then some people will criticize the music, the, the current uh, state of reggae music right now. So say, for example, even when I go DJ a lot of parties, I do a lot of uh, people that's American from different cultures, but they love the reggae music. But the big thing they always tell me when you play the reggae, they always say, can you play mostly the old school reggae because the beats are a lot more groovier? Um, yeah. They remember the 90s era. Even the younger kids, they always want to hear the Red Rats of the days, the Sashas and stuff like that. And when you try to introduce the yeah. newer stuff, they feel it's a little bit darker, a little bit slower, not as dancing, yeah. as groovy. What's your take on that, Spin? I mean, is that, this is an interesting topic for me. It's one that I discuss with my friends all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like native music, you know, different countries around the world each have their native music. and mm-hmm. In the place that the music is from, it's going to always evolve. And people in the country are going to always like the evolution because, you know, they're, they're, they're there. But I feel like the real, the tiebreaker is going to be what, what, what the world thinks about it. Right, you know, right. The, the world definitely seems to prefer the 90s era of dancehall. Like that, I think, is the defining sound for the rest of the world. And, you know, I feel like for the music to continue to cross borders and, 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 and have an impact on the world, we have to just take in consideration the fact that, you know, those, those 90s authentic sounds is what the world really likes. And mm-hmm. nothing is wrong with having alternative sounds in reggae or dancehall. And, but I just feel like it has to be balanced enough for the right. uh, original or hardcore or enough for the um, authentic sound that the rest of the world loves, you know, because, yeah, I mean, it is for us primarily, but it's also for the rest of the world. And, you know, we benefit artists benefit the country and the culture benefits when the music craft is bothered so mm-hmm. you know if if you know I, I i think we need to respond to you know the 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 the, the rest of the world's demand and their desire to have more of that authentic sound I and mean, i hope 
I hope the producers uh, respond to that. But um, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 just a part. I I, I think what happened is that when technology, when we had all these technological advances in in, in music, and mm-hmm. it became somewhere where any young person could just pretty much start a studio in their bedroom, and you know, a lot of the young producers they were fans of other music genres as well, fans of hip hop and stuff. So mm-hmm. the influence came influence came there like because there were no longer any gatekeepers who could be like hey let's preserve this and let's not put too much of that you know you know you understand right 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 when music opened up because i mean look what we're doing now like you have a setup that you could just pretty much just buy stuff and just set up and go online and like do what you want to do is the technology has changed the way people make and consume the music so Mm -hmm. you know um People just pretty much doing whatever they do, and it, it, if it gets popular, then it it, it, it takes on life, and uh, that's why you have all these varying sounds. But in the, in, in the big picture, we don't want to lose our identity, and we need a signature sound. A signature right. sound is what preserves the identity. And so, you know, I I, I love the evolution of dancehall. Uh, I do like it, but I I just think there needs to be more more of a balance with authentic original dancehall and reggae songs in the music because you know for the reasons i just stated you know need need more of a balance right right and i hear that and like i said just like how you do it with your friends and have these discussions i have a lot with my my friends too and again even some of my um like my i have two da- i have two daughters one is an infant and one is an adult and she even says it too when she go to her friends' parties. They pull up when they want to listen to dance and music and reggae music. They'll pull up a lot of the older school stuff. And I was like, you know, what you kids know about yeah. these things? But they just like how exactly, the beats make them dance. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I, have, I, have, I have family members who are younger in mm-hmm. their teens and early teens, later teens, and they respond more to the older dancehall and reggae songs. And I think because they look at reggae music as a fun music. I really think that's what the world look at it. People go to Jamaica for weddings, to um, spring break, and they go there for just to have a good, good time. So, again, I'm when I talk to my people about this, I'm not knocking the R's because R's going to say what they're going to say in the current times. And the lyrics are what they are. Yeah. It's just like you were saying earlier, I think it's more on the production side of you know, let yeah, us see I mean, that's going to make us dance and the, move the, around the, and have all, fun. All, yeah, all the, the dance hall, like it's called dance hall music, you mm-hmm. know, so that's a big part of the culture. And I just, probably those, maybe those, those beats from that segment, that 90 segment, they just had more of a groove that people could move to. Correct. And more just kind of, kind of more of a natural organic reaction to the music. You just right. kind of. You know the girl them start whining and start swing them hips and you know mm-hmm. if, if if yeah so that's that's a big part of it also preserve that part of it you know? yeah because um when you listen to soca they still is when you listen to soca it's soca all the way they don't really sway from the yeah, original yeah. beat Afro yeah, like, beats you, you'll never you'll never you'll never ever ever hear a soca song that don't doesn't make you want to dance like right. that's a big part of the record when people are putting their thoughts and their energy into it it's like all right soca they like. They mm-hmm. gotta be able to dance to it, you know. Correct, correct. Well, all right, yeah, because I just want to get people's take on that because, like I said, I DJ all the time. You're out there in the world. Um, even when you go to places like Miami and you go to say, see, see, you're talking about hip hop and reggae fusion. If you go to like a hip hop club and the DJs play a reggae set, chances are it's gonna be majority of some of the, most of the old school stuff. Not saying they don't play none of the new stuff because the new stuff does have yeah. an impact. But when it's time to get people out there on the floor dancing, 
I always tend to hit and revert back to it. You know, go back a little bit, a few and, in the years. And you can tell, you can tell from the charts because I mean, during the nineties, we had so many crossover singles. Like so many of those songs that were released became number one songs or mm-hmm. top charting songs in the U.S., That's in the true. U.K., mm-hmm. uh, in different parts of the world. The music, no, it's you know, artists are still successful, mm-hmm. still enjoying good careers, but we. The, the 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 crossover rate is nothing compared to the previous period. You know, the, yeah. the, the world isn't the world isn't gravitating to, to to this era of the music as much as the previous. And um, you know, if it's something that can be fixed, then they can make an effort to fix it. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see yeah, the changes. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, moving on to uh, Sly Rankin, the artist, back again. Do um, you have any projects you're cur- currently working on that you could tell people about that's coming out? New music, new singles, any other thing outside of music you're yeah, working on? I, I mean, um, I'm working on, uh, yeah, we're trying to work, we're working on an album right now. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to take it one single at a time. I, I've been taking COVID to like write a lot of lyrics, so I have like a mm-hmm. lot of them, a lot of a lot of songs that I've already started, so. Hopefully we can get this done by the end of the year. And um, I know the Soldier Life Records are having an anniversary next year, so hopefully we can have it finished by the anniversary. But yeah, we're working right now on, on a new project. It doesn't have a name or anything yet, but my, my one obsession will be a single after that project, and it will be like down that vein of like uh, reggae dancer with like, you know, hip hop influence. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, you know, hope I hope I'm hoping to get probably a couple more features from some of the veterans of the uh, '90s heyday, like Jigsaw King. Mm-hmm. So we just, um, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Right? I'll just take it one track at a time, and you know, I like the direction that it's going in so far. You know? All right, so let us know what 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 does Sly see himself five years from now in the music game or anything outside of music? Any other business ventures? Uh, well, I mean, as far as music, my main focus right now is just to have a, have a great catalog of music, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want, individually, song by song, I want all my releases to, 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 to be of a certain standard, a certain quality, because, you know, we're going into the stream, we're going into the streaming age right now where I think what the streaming is, is changing is, is giving people a chance to, like go like you can progress eternally with your favorite music like mm-hmm. even though there's new music coming out i could still stream a song from five or ten years ago if that's just what i prefer to listen to you know so mm-hmm. i feel like because of that people's catalogs going forward with streaming will be able to have much longer life mm-hmm. you know like just like you said, you know, before the social—I mean, before the social media era, before streaming—you pretty much had to listen to contemporary or current music. Like you didn't have a way to go ten years back and listen to all of your old music because the radio—you'd have to wait for a throwback radio segment, or, or pull out a cassette, <laughs> or have a whole, or have a whole old record or an old cassette. Yeah, uh, if the if the player still now, works. <laughs> Yeah, if the player still works. But like now you can just go on YouTube and be like, okay, I want to hear Bone to Kill at any time. Or I want to hear Bob Marley, Three Little Birds. Or, you know, mm-hmm. 
or even a song from three years ago you can just pull up and you know so it's it's it's, it's interesting so yeah my, my main goal is to have a have an outstanding catalog of music mm-hmm. in five years um you know majority of what i did uh in in my earlier years was mixtape projects and those i used to actually sell i used to actually go to brooklyn have my mixtapes and sell those and like mm-hmm. that's how that's how i made like direct money off my music initially mm-hmm. so but like you know those aren't majority of those are none of those are available for streaming today that didn't come out during the whole streaming era and mm-hmm. it's just kind of different now so you know i kind of want to develop that huge streaming catalog for longevity but in the short term you know working on these uh on this current album and i just want it to be concrete solid album and you know we can put it out there and you know so the people see what the people think about it all right ladies and gentlemen you have it we have sly ranking with us today i'm your man dj blacks of adequest music right here on coffee radio download the app on apple or android or on wkris.com we have sly ranking in the studio with us today well actually quarantining from studio to studio he's down in florida i'm here in atlanta georgia and we're discussing a lot of things going on thanks for everybody tuning in Again, if you want any music to be played, the request line is 470-319-9799, 470-319-9799. So we're going to move on, keep keep talking to Sly Rank. We're going to talk about his current single right about now, Marijuana Obsession. So Sly, tell us how this single came about. How did you get the um, the connection with Jigsy King, all that good stuff? Oh, yeah, man. Um, So yeah, like I was telling you, Soldier Life, that's the record label that, 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 that I work with. Soldier again, and you know he uh, had organized like a '90s dancehall tour, mm-hmm. which was featuring some of the other prominent '90s artists. You know, Jigsaw King was one of those mega band, and um, uh, names kind of slipping right now. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, we uh, I, I met Jigsaw King on that tour, but it was while planning that whole tour. It just kind of came together organically. I got this beat from DJ Obsession. Shout out DJ Obsession too. I uh, got the beat and I had a little idea for a song on it. So it was, it was like a, a weird track. Did it and left some room on there for a feature and stuff. And, um, you know, we were just saying that Jigsy would be great on it because Jigsy has some of the biggest uh, he has one of the one of the biggest marijuana anthems, maybe the biggest from mm-hmm. the 90s. So he looked good on a track talking about the same marijuana. So, you know, uh, got him on there. He killed it. And it just came together perfect. By the time the track was finished, we were just pretty much saying that, yeah, this would be perfect for a 420 release. And, you know, we we just had it set up for a 420 release. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unfortunately, COVID was rampant during this year's 420 but mm-hmm. yeah you know, we still put the song out shout out to the radio stations in jamaica that you know been supporting the song uh shout out to you know zip fm zj west and you know the whole zip family all the stations area fm who you know been working with us and showing the single some love and yeah shout out dj blackstone and all the djs in the us here that's been showing yes, love to the song also mm-hmm. you see me? Yeah, because when I first got the record, um, 
uh, Keaton sent it to me and I first listened to it, I, when I first heard it, how the song starts and that bass line drops and you're just rapping on top of it, I was like, yo, this record is hard, hard, hard. I just love how it starts with just a bass line and you come in nice and smooth on it. Then you, you, the, the lyrics change around just a little bit and I was like, okay, where's he going with the record? So I told Keaton my, um, my, my original feedback and how I felt about the record, but then I played it back again and again and again and I just saw how it kept on building up to this climax of a hardcore record towards the end. And then when you hear Jigsy King come on it and drop his lines and drop his verse, it just kind of solidified the record all around to make it like a big record. Like, oh, I could play this over and over and I get the idea on that. Um, with that being said, you change your flow a little bit in the record. What was your take on that? Why did you do that? Were you kind of afraid that you might lose the crowd or get them back? Or what was your mind process on that? I mean, I think, I mean, I, I get asked about that a lot, but I, I probably should develop a name for it. But I don't know, like as, as somebody who is a lover of dance and hip hop and somebody who was always traveling back and forth from Jamaica to the U.S., mm -hmm. like, I just that it, it kind of reflects in my music when I switch between the flows. Like it, it might kind of be like switching from dialect to dialect, mm -hmm. and I guess it might throw some people off who, if you're not familiar with both dialects. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you don't know Jamaican dialect well, you might not. You might just know. You might just be like, "Oh, we just switched into some stuff. I don't know what the hell he's saying." Mm -hmm. But uh, that's just always been just a part of my music. As I was coming up recording and writing, and I don't know, I, I don't really think about that when I'm making the music, how mm -hmm. people are going to receive it. Mm -hmm. I just make it; it's, it comes out that way organically some of the time, and I, 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 I just run with it. But um, yeah, I, as far as that track, I think it's like predominantly a reggae track, so you know, I feel like people might understand what I'm trying to do, and you know, we, we, we've been having some more fusion music being popular like I said nowadays so I feel like it's not as off-putting right now as it would have been let's say 10 years ago when I just started doing it so mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think I kind of figured out a better way of doing it now so it's easier to digest after doing it for so long but that's mm -hmm. definitely just a part of my signature style mm -hmm. when I kind of flip back and forth from like a what you would call a hip-hop flow to like a more dance uh, reggae flow you know mm -hmm. Yeah, because when you listen to the record, like I said, Jizzy King, uh, uh, his features really grounded for the, the hardcore part. But another thing that put the record for me to say I want to hear Sly, more of Sly Rankin is the fact that your emotions sound through the record. You didn't just sound monotone like towards the beginning, you was kind of rapping. As towards the end of the record, your voice elevated, the energy elevated. And it made me wonder, were the both you guys in the studio at the same time or how did that go? Oh no, yeah, yeah. Like we actually weren't. We're, we're not in the studio, but you know, we did um, get a chance to meet and 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 hang out and stuff. But uh, at the time the song was made, I had just uh, laid the verse, and you know, I, I I sent it to Jigs, and when he heard it, he 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 loved the track, and he was just like, "Yo, mm -hmm. I love this. I want to I want to jump on this." And um, you know, he laid his verse, and. The producer actually arranged it a little bit because you know sometimes it's all about the arrangement of the song. Like mm -hmm. as you're describing the impact that you felt, arrangement has a lot to do with that. So mm -hmm. you know, I got to shout out Obsession and doing a good job with the arrangement also. And um, 
Yeah, it just it just it just came together well. It's, it's a song that I love too. I mean, I play it all the time. <laughs> I mean, I smoke all the time too, so it makes sense. But, yeah, I can see it's, it's I, one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, I can see it as one of those records that could that's going to be around a while, and I anticipate it's going to get bigger and bigger once the world really learns onto it. So I I will continue to play the records again. I like the rhythm it's on. I like the production, and it does sound organic. Like I said, if if you guys were in separate studios recording it, I couldn't really tell. I really thought you guys were kind of studio at the same time because again. It wasn't. It didn't have the monotone feel to it. Your voice elevated as the record progressed. So I was like, okay, it's either A, he loves the vibes he's in with him and uh, Jigs in the studio, or B, he loves to smoke his weed and enjoy his time while he's smoking his weed, <laughs> or C, he liked the combination of music and weed together, but how it comes together, it sounds all organic. Uh, all the above. Uh, all the above. <laughs> all the above. That's an easy quiz. All the above, man. So I really enjoyed it and definitely going to play it. Another thing I want to talk about... Um, how you do your records, everything sound organic. I was going through a lot of your records like All Star Flex, Reconomics, Memory Lane, Dunce Anthem, Sunshine, Keep Coming. I do notice in all your records, you have really good production on all the songs. None of the beats sound like, let's say, quote-unquote corny or, you know, you're trying to do some sort of quick gimmick. They really sound authentic, and how you rap on them sound like the beats really were made for you and that record. When you select your beats for the, uh, the production of your beats... Are they made particularly for you, or do you hear the song and say, "You know what? I got a creative mind. I could kind of tweak my words to make it fit on that beat." Does that make yeah, sense? I mean, the question. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, for for majority of the music I do, it's like I've I've been working with two main producers. Mm -hmm. This is like this is the first track that I've, I've the first DJ obsession track that I've got. Uh, I don't know if you know, there was a very popular remix. With Vibes Cartel and Akon, uh, Soul Survivor, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and 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 Shabba Rank and the Buddha Boy, Buddha Boy, Buddha Boy, Buddha Boy, Buddha Boy, Buddha Boy, that that DJ Obsession did that remix, and that was oh, I did not know that big, big thing because I have it that on a white label record. Sorry, yeah, I have it on a white that label was, record, so that, I didn't know he did it. Right, that was huge in the culture. Mm -hmm. so I, I I was excited to work with him on this too, you know. But we've we've known him for a while since mm -hmm. a while back. I think he had done. We had done some other work with him at some point, but uh, I got two other producers who I mainly work with. One is a childhood friend of mine uh, called Extreme. Mm -hmm. So he always sends me tracks. He even sent me a track like two days ago, and you know sometimes I'll just feel it out and then just go from there. But he knows me well enough where we have a good relationship as far as music is concerned. And uh, the other person I've been working a lot with like in the last five years or so, is a, a, a dancehall producer. He, he's actually a reggae drummer. He does tons of tours with other reggae artists. His name is uh, Kirk Bennett, mm -hmm. uh, a.k.a. Kirk Kirkledove. And Kirkledove, I guess people mostly know him for like doing dancehall and reggae, but he's made a few like hip-hop and hip-hop crossover beats for me as well. He did the Memory Lane track. Mm -hmm. He did Keep Coming. And he, he did Keep Coming also. Mm -hmm. And I... I got a couple other tracks he did for me that are that are unreleased. Oh, so, uh, yeah, it's it's there's familiar there's some there's some familiarity amongst me and the producers I work with. So I think that probably just makes for a good relationship. You know? Right. Now speaking on that, um, about two more questions to go before we get you up out of here. Um, the song "Sunshine," that record spoke uh, like you're talking from life experiences and how you feel and what you're going through. Can you just touch a little bit about that single, Sunshine, 
where is it coming from? What place? What mindset were you in when you uh, record that record? Was it a personal experience you're talking about or somebody you know? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Sunshine was like again, like probably one of my more personal records. But um, I generally like to put my personal life in my songs. It's just um, my favorite artists were always artists who did that, mm-hmm. and um, I just think it's a big part of like leaving a legacy also but i mean at this point it just comes very naturally to me and um my first official single that i had released this is while i was still living in in in, in jamaica of course it was Mm -hmm. called wasn't there and it was a song about me pretty much just growing up with my dad absent just me and my mom Mm -hmm. so you know when i did finally have my son my first child is was was a boy and it was kind of um it was an emotional thing for me because, you know, growing up without your dad there, you, you, you kind of, something that you think about, something that you kind of vow that you won't let happen to your son. And there was all those emotions that I was going through. It was very, very you know, important for me and also came naturally for me to want to put that out on a song that's kind of expressive. So, yeah, I just kind of did that. I just kind of. My soul was just forcing that song out of me to express that emotion, you know. I've been thinking about maybe remixing it, mm-hmm. but um, no. I, I, it, it's one of those songs that I just I just had to do to get that emotion out there, and I felt like there are a lot of people who can relate, probably feel the same way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a good parent and you have real hopes and real aspirations for your, for your kids, you should be able to relate to that song. But, yeah, like I said, it's just, it's kind of like a... Um, it's like something that you'd write in your diary almost, you know? Mm-hmm. So so when you put your experiences out there, do you have any fear of any backlash, what people may say or how they may gravitate to it? Or does it make you say, okay, if I get some feedback that's not positive, I won't make songs like that again? Or you just put music out there and you're fearless about it? How you take it is how it comes, how it goes, and how it goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just pretty much put it out there and I'm, and, and I'm mostly fearless about it. Like, mm-hmm. uh... It, it it is what it is like you you know we're very thick skinned as, as people from Caribbean heritage are very thick skinned you know we used mm-hmm. to people saying stuff so once you decide to be a part of music you open yourself up to that level of criticism anyways but um mm-hmm. yeah I mean uh, if you put your personal life out there in the music uh, you know some so it 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 doesn't occur to me at the time sometimes it occurs to me as an afterthought like yeah you know this song is really personal but. Unless somebody knows me personally, they might not know that those things are all true, you know? So, right, right. Because not everybody is that personal. They might be like, oh, this is a nice song. What is, he, is this his real life? But, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's a part of, yeah, I, I do that a lot. I, I do it a lot, and I don't really care, but I don't think about any kind of repercussions or, or backlashes. That's well, not really important to me. Well, I respect that because, again, I really enjoy that song, Sunshine, because, again, similar to you, I grew up with no father. My dad was murdered back in the 80s. And then when I have my own kids, I have girls. Um, oh, sorry to hear that, bro. Well, yeah, thank you for that, man. Yeah, he was gunned down back in the day. I got a girl, too. Yo, my girl started, you know what? My, my daughter started walking yesterday, bro. So that's, that's <laughs> big for me because my daughter, she's the smallest one. Yesterday, she started walking for the first time. Nice, nice, nice. I hope you got shout, it on shout, film shout, so you shout, can show shout, it to shout her. Shout, shout, out, shout out the daughter, man. Yeah, man, yeah, definitely. No yin and yang. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I had my kids, I always said, I said the same thing in my head. I would never, you know, have my kids grow up out there without their dad in their life um, because I didn't have one. 
and it does have a when you as an adult male um you do, you do think about it like what would life be if my dad was around would i have a different mindset would i be more confident in certain things or if i just want to speak to a guy outside of my friends how would my dad relate to me you know little question that we have you know that's a void question but um, so I'm, let's keep pushing that music the way you push it. Because, again, those singles that I, I just spoke about, I do listen to them a lot. And I do like the vibe of them. And, again, the production of all of them are very, very good. Last question before we get you up out of here. Slide. This is DJ Blacks of Adequest Music. We're here on Coffee Radio. Download the app. When you come on our show and you do an interview with me, I'm always going to ask you a question. Tell us something that the world does not know about you. It could be personal, good, bad, indifferent. Something that, you know what? But then knew a slide that do them kind of thing that, or he thought about that. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean, what people probably don't know is that like my love for music and my expression of music is tied to just a bigger love for for the arts in general. Like, you know, I was always just an artsy person. My very very first talent was for drawing, like, and. It's still something that I love to do, like still life joins of like sceneries and people. That was the first thing that I was really good at. And like before I ever started writing music, I was writing like poetry and stories and especially drawing. Like I draw, I draw, I draw out a whole comic book and stuff. And like I had people who used to like try to buy my little comic books in like school and stuff, but. Everything that's artistically related gets mm-hmm. me excited. Like, I went to the Boston Museum a couple of months ago. It was like a highlight of of my life. It was it was amazing. I want to do more stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm working on a fictional novel right now because I still love writing as a separate passion from from writing music. Um, when I'm watching movies, people can't talk. Cause I I watch movies like I'm reading a book. Really. And yeah, I I, I was I, I was a literature I was a lit major when I was going to to UWI in Jamaica. So. University of West Indies. You know, I'm just an artistic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just an artistic person, and and I love cooking. Like I'll be in the kitchen, I turn my little music on, because cooking is a it's the art, culinary oh, yeah. art. You mm-hmm. know, and it's a it's creative expression. So I'll just go in there and think something up and be like, okay, I'm just gonna do this, and so. I get excited for everything that's artistic, or like artistically related, like kind of a hippie. In fact, I love that type of stuff, though. You feel me? So right. yeah, I don't, I don't think much people know that, but that's a big part of me as a, as a person. That's now, a good question. Well, thank you, man. I, like I said, I try to get into the minds of people because when you listen to your music, you could tell you have a lot of expression in it. You have different vibes, different flows, so it's not just a monotone or monolithic type of vibe I get out of you. So. That's why I wanted you on yeah, the show to talk to you about dimensions. it. Yeah, different dimensions. And we, we know artists have a lot of experiences that they share on record sometime in music and sometimes they keep it to themselves. But with these interviews, we, we, we try to bond the people with Sly himself as the man, the artist, the father, and everything else that he has going on in his life. So on that note, we know Mr. Sly got to get up out here. But before you go, we definitely got to play Marijuana Obsession. So bring us into that record. Yeah, man. Oi! XLY Sly Rankin, I represent for DJ Blacks and Adequest Music. New single called Marijuana Obsession. Go for your grinder. Go for your rolling paper. Them come all the vibes. Featuring the great Jigsy King himself. Surrender one, I'm a DJ. Oi!
that's not why it's like ranking Tessa. Yes, sir. We're going to get into that single. We're going to definitely get into that single. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm your man, DJ Blacks of Adequest Music. We're live on Coffee Radio. Download the app on Apple or Android. Listen to us on WKRIS.com. And slide. thank you for stopping by, my brother. Thank you for stopping by. Much respect, brother. Big up yourself. Yeah, man. And don't be a stranger. Anytime you get a new project, anything coming out, give us a call. We'll link it up. we get it out there for the world to hear it. I got you, bro. I got you. Respect. Much love. All right. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. All right, bless. Obsession. No, you me now. S-L-Y. Marijuana. Yeah. Ice like Rankin. Yeah. Attack. Okay, y'all roll the finest high grade. Chris smoke inside of my brain. Throw me down the highway. No coke inside of my vein. Light up in the dark, it brighten my face. So divine in my ways. All this black blood inside of my veins. Oi, I rise over, rise like this. Give me a sip, feeling a spliff. Chop it a chop and a chip it a chip. Popping a pill is a silly habit. With a riddle grabber in a this bliff. Oi, head fly gone a country. Get the munchie and go mash up half a pound of rice and dinner mackerel. To the point I start to speak to the split. I say split you just like Uber cause you give me your lift Man I should have hit you soon, always pick me your click They burn and push, they barely high I tip them at what you may get up Draw weed, so Mr. Ass you're fine Draw weed, say time my girl go bring up Draw weed, right now my brain go full of high grade My gonna lead, Hey, what you may get up Draw weed, so Mr. Ass you're fine Set time my girl go bring up <laughs> Draw it Right now my pain go full of high grade My gonna lead My gonna lead If I go ganja them as much tell them to leave Policeman can't stand one from bomb the weed Hoy! If they can't chant them as much tell them to leave Police can't stand one from bomb the weed Hoy! Bun marijuana till me ain't them bun me Just because I can't chant out of school them run me So me start this is beauty from town to country Oi! Half and lot me give to sister come laundry Try stop the weed and your face be bumpy Crack and cocaine leave down be chunky Heavy ganja one stand up the front me Yo with the ganja like them them Me tell them Coming from the west Oi. We all live the best Oi. Me a some lamb and of them a talk about arrest with us Box on the top and me kick down the second and no This damn ganja you not got me I've been smoking since I was a little chit, yeah I've been overdosing on the benefits, yeah Share with all my soldiers cause I'm generous But if you touch I try you told me enemy Alright, free up the ganja, free up the ganja Long time people have all out Jump on a plane and fly go a jam down High grade legal I had now See me new in with a split real big And a high grade one pass low yeah. One, two, three, fifth yeah. down yeah. Yeah. Jump in yeah. a cloud and yeah. yeah. get up Draw it, so Mr. Ass you finer <laughs> Set time my girl go bring up Draw it Right now my brain go full of high grade My gonna lead Hey, what do you me get up? Draw it So Mr. Ross you're finer Draw it Set time my girl go bring up Draw it Right now my brain go full of high grade My gonna lead My gonna lead So me go roll about a weed and all a reason Yeah, me love spicy food But me spliff no season Yeah, neither doctor get fed up me with no needle yeah, overdosed on coca, seen him on the floor, his nose was bleeding But if I can't eat me, take it gladly But me now go take no drugs, me no cam at me Fee me go shame me, move my uncle and me auntie So yeah. me go roll a sleeve yeah. with what I'm yeah. mom yeah. Hey, what do you me get up? Draw weed, so Mr. Ass you're finer 
draw it. Said time a girl go bring up. Draw it. Right now my brain go full of high grade. My gonna lead. Hey, what do you make get up? Draw it. So Mr. Ross, you're finer. Draw it. Said time a girl go bring up. Draw it. Right now my brain go full of high grade. My gonna lead. Hey, what do you make get up? Draw it. So Mr. Ross, you're finer. Draw it. Said time a girl go bring up. Draw it. Right now my brain go full of high grade. My gonna lead. Hey, what do you make get up? Draw it. So Mr. Ross, you're finer. Draw it. Said time a girl go bring up. Draw it. Right now my brain go full of high grade. My gonna lead. My gonna lead. Boom. SLY, Sly Rankin, representing for DJ Blacks, locking down the whole Atlanta block. Eminem, who don't like that, can't drink a bottle of bleach. Oi!